Ooh, okay. What's wrong? You don't like how your shirt looks? I really, like, I really don't. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe it's changed. Can we talk about something more important? Tiger's gonna win the Masters. Wow. I'm so excited. You said I'm more so important. Excited. I definitely wasn't thinking it was gonna be Tiger winning. And you, the do Masters. you realize, hold Did on. Did you say he's gonna win a green jacket? Is that what you get when you win in golf? That's no, that's your green Scott. jacket. That's what you get when you win the Masters. Okay. You get a green jacket. It's, it's like a, it's, a, it's literally a jacket. Yeah, it's, it's a green blazer. Okay. And you get, yeah. Ask your little sister, the eight year old. What, what a green jacket what you, you don't even have to ask her what a green jacket she's is. She's going to tell me a green jacket. No, ask her what do you get for winning the Masters, and okay. she's going to know. Welcome in to episode eight of the What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. Like, subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, on Spotify, on YouTube. Do all of those things. We have a loaded show today, as I imagine we're unfortunately going to be discussing a team that didn't even make the NBA playoffs, a team that's not even that relevant. I don't know why we'd spend time on them. But before we get to what we will be discussing, here's what we won't be discussing on today's show. What did not make the show today, Tiger's practice round. Oh, but don't you worry. Next week, we're going to talk a lot about Tiger when he's wearing that sixth green jacket because he's winning this weekend. Weddle, Pirtle, or Wordle. More on that in just a moment and replacing Kanye at Coachella. Bonus take before we get to the show. So Weddle, I assume, is the identifying an NFL player. Pirtle is the NBA player. They are all spinoffs on Wordle. Uh, I've mentioned these two guys on the show a couple times. Uh, Demonze, you know them, Laszlo and Slimfast. Oh, yeah. They had a great idea. I think it's a million-dollar idea. I don't know if they have the follow-through for it. The game is called – serious idea, serious business here. The game is called Fertile, and it is – you try to identify as a picture slowly, piece by piece, uh, illuminates what adult film star that is oh, by the wow. same rules. Called Fertile, adult film star, (laughs) would be an internet sensation. It's a great idea. I told them they need to go ahead and make it. They're not going to do it. Someone else is going to do it, and they're going to make a million dollars. Okay. It's a good idea. On the show today, Demonte, what what are we starting with? We're starting with some good teams? No, we're starting with. We're starting with the Lakers. Why? Why would we do that? Very fortunately. Okay. They have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. High end, whatever you want to call it. Um, They looked awful without LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's whole playbook is he blames everyone but himself. Oh, it's even playbook. though you know he has the ball the entire time okay. and picked his whole team. Okay. Um. So will he get Vogel fired? Trade everybody? Will he just leave LA? Okay. So like he's not the idea that that LeBron has to wear the full culpability of this. See, even Dexter hates that question. He even Dexter thinks. We should be talking about, oh, I don't know, the team that beat the Lakers on Tuesday, the Phoenix Suns. Did you know Chris Paul uh, goes to the Hornets and they set their franchise record and wins? Goes to the Clippers and they set their franchise record and wins? Goes to the Rockets and they set their franchise record and wins? And with that win over the Lakers, the Suns set their franchise record and wins. But no, you guys want to talk about the 11-seed Lakers. You want me to talk about LeBron, so begrudgingly I'll do it. Even though it's not my choice, I think they're an irrelevant team at this point. It's ridiculous. So, look. To answer your question, Vogel is getting fired, not because LeBron is going to get him fired, but because he should be fired. It is not all his fault. He objectively did a terrible job this year. Now, 
what's nice for Frank Vogel is I can almost guarantee you this will be the last time he ever gets fired as the head coach of an NBA team because it will probably be the last time he gets to be the head coach of an NBA team. Trading everyone, everyone, no. Uh, Mostly everyone, yeah. AD stays. LeBron stays. So LeBron's not going to leave LA. He's not going to leave. He didn't go through all of this, and he isn't talking about playing basketball with his son so he can then leave LA. With that said, if the Sixers were to disappoint, there is an interesting trade to be made for Tobias Harris's salary, Tyrese Maxey, who has been outstanding this year and is very young and very cheap, plus maybe a draft pick for LeBron. LeBron, Embiid, Harden, that's probably a title. But I think LeBron's staying. I think LeBron, I don't know what you're laughing about. But yeah, it's probably a title. Uh, uh, a year ago. No, what, what, well, two years ago, they actually did win the title, my friend. Last year, uh, LeBron got hurt. AD got hurt. This year, they both got hurt. But here's my bigger issue. Because Anthony, every, there is some type of Laker justification, which is, uh, if not for the injuries. And yet, Broussard said this on the television show this week, and he's right. If not for the injuries, the Lakers make the playoffs. But they are not the championship team that a lot of people thought they were before the year. And that's not because of the injuries. And yes, Russ didn't fit, and there were some issues. I mentioned the coaching. But the biggest issue, and the one that needs to be figured out over the summer, is what the hell happened to Anthony Davis? He, at 24 years old, his second to last year with the Pelicans. 17 times that year, he scored more than 35 points in a game. He almost won league MVP. He swept out the Blazers in round one after Boogie had gotten hurt. His best teammate was Rondo. That's at 24. This year, yeah, he only played half the season. Zero times all year, he scored more than 35 points. 11 guys in the league did it 10 plus times. He did it zero. I was watching that game against the Suns on Tuesday night, and early in the game, like, LeBron's out, the Lakers have to win, stay alive. Maybe AD just throws a 40 and 20 up and carries him. He didn't do that once all season. He's 29. I, he, one other AD fact before we move on. Anthony Davis this year, give it a guess. I, I'll give you a little context. In the NBA, great three-point shooters shoot above 40. The best shoot above 45. What is considered good-ish is above 35%. Anything below 30% is really bad. What do you think Anthony Davis shot from three this year? Give it a percentage guess. I'll give you a little more context. Russ shot 29% from three this year. What do you think Anthony Davis shot from three? Maybe like 35? Yeah, 18%. Oh, well, I thought that was 18%. He was... The worst three-point shooter in the league this year. <laughs> Literally, I'm not making he shot 18% on almost two threes a game. AD used to be a 34% three-point shooter. And then last year he was down to 26%. And this year 18%. I don't understand it. All right, it looks like we're staying on the Lakers. What are we doing here? I know you want to give LeBron a pass, and everyone is blaming Russ and AD. Yeah. But you say he's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. So he's got to own some of this, right? Absolutely. LeBron's got to own. There's one major mistake he made and one reality that he's got to face. The mistake he made was strongly advocating for Russell Westbrook. Now, I mean, it was reported all week. 
They could have had DeRozan. We kind of knew that before. Magic went out and further confirmed it. Now, it is the job of the front office that if your star player wants something and you think it's a bad idea to overrule him like they did in hiring Frank Vogel. So, And we've talked about it before, the idea that, oh, LeBron gets whatever he wants. No, he doesn't. He literally couldn't get his, the head coach he wanted and said they hired Vogel. So they've said no to him before. But the Russ thing was a miscalculation by LeBron, and he was wrong. And no one could have seen DeRozan being this good. I wouldn't have thought DeRozan would have been a fit. But with hindsight, DeRozan was, would have been the better fit. But here is the reality LeBron's got to face, and this is what he has to wear. I, listen, once upon a time, and that once upon a time was from 2006 until 2020. It was 15 years. Just having LeBron James on your team made you a guaranteed playoff team and guaranteed at least fringe title contender. And LeBron plus the right pieces made you the best team in basketball unless Kevin Durant joined a 73-win champion. That, that's how it was. That's, that, that's what the rules were. And one of the reasons for that was LeBron could guarantee you no matter what, he was going to be healthy and available at the end of the year. That ended last season. Not this season, last season. Because if you go through LeBron's playoff game log, what you will see is post-2011 finals. There is not a single postseason, not one, where he has more than one bad game. And all the postseasons, by the way, he played in post-2011 finals, he played in the finals. So they're 20-plus game runs, and he's excellent to outstanding in every game of the playoffs except for one each year. And I can name, like I can go through in my memory and be like, the title year with the, yeah, it's my job, buddy. The title (laughs) year with the Lakers, game three against the Nuggets, he was bad. His final year with the Cavs, the 2018 playoff run, I was at his bad game. Game one of the conference finals against the Celtics, he was bad. 2017, there was one game... Uh, I think in the second round, I forget who was against where he was bad. But there, but other than that, he was great. Every single playoff game. Last year in the playoffs, he had zero great games. And it was like, oh, well, his ankle wasn't right. But in the past, he was never, he was, somehow was able to make sure he was never hurt at the end of the year. Wasn't able to ensure that last year, wasn't able to ensure that this year. So he was still 38 and six for the season. He's still clearly one of the best players in basketball. But the a, the era of LeBron being a guaranteed finals viability all on by himself, that era appears to be over. It was a 15-year run. It was a great run. Probably Dad, ended last year. Two more minutes left. Can you please move on already? Okay, that's my youngest daughter. Tell, she, you know what? She is right. We do have two, literally two minutes left, and we have two topics left. Um, okay, all right. What is this accolades thing I'm seeing on the screen? Yeah. We all know how incredibly important all NBA teams yeah, it's very you important. Spend a ton of time explaining why two centers can't be on the first team. Which, by the way, is going to happen. They're going to do it. They're going to put Jokic and Embiid on the first team. Meanwhile, Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain could never be on the first team together. But ne- never mind. Go ahead. Tweets. Yeah, I don't know the history because you know in high school I actually went on dates and, and parties instead of reading almanacs like you. Uh, so here's the question: Can LeBron be first team All NBA when he didn't even make the playoffs this year? Well, maybe a few. Yeah, maybe a few fewer dates and parties and a little more reading of almanac should be able to pronounce the word almanac. Maybe you should have thought about that one. Almanac Almanac is what you said. It doesn't matter, though. It's not you guys didn't go over that. 
on your in, in during your little parties in high school. You're right. I did study the history. I do care about the history. And you know what, buddy? Seems like it's turned out pretty well for all involved. So maybe maybe stop with the shade about my lack of high school social life. But <laughs> to answer the question, no, LeBron can't be first team All NBA. There we go. He can't be. He, he, listen, Steph was first team All NBA last year and missed the playoffs, but the team wasn't terrible. And they made the play in and then got knocked out by LeBron. Remember, he hit that three in Steph's eye. Oh, what a time. But no, he can't be first team All NBA. First team All NBA, I. I got to tell you, so we, I'm not doing the two centers thing at forward. So I'm not, but so obviously Luke is on there as a guard. I think obviously Devin Booker's on there as a guard. Obviously Giannis is on there as a forward. Obviously, to me, obviously Embiid okay. is the center. Oh, yeah, Embiid's the center with Jokic the next one. So that leaves a forward spot open. I'm not going to put two cent- centers on the team. So you know who gets the forward spot? You're going you're to be so happy. Katie. No, because Katie hadn't played enough, and the team's not very good. Katie and LeBron will be the second team forwards. It's your guy Tatum. Tatum. I'm giving Tatum this. Oh yeah, the, Tatum's course. kind of a wing player, guard forward. I'm going to give Tatum the final forward spot. As you should. Yeah, you know what? As it, you because should. I'm dripping in objectivity, I'm going to give Tatum the final forward spot. Okay, we have one other thing to get to. We're going over time. We won't spend too much time on it, but there's something I want to say. It's about the Kareem stuff. Go ahead. So on to a serious topic. Yeah. Kareem apologized for some recent criticism of LeBron. Yeah. Um, he had he had said LeBron stands on both sides of the fence on certain things. Yep. Um, he even said LeBron had done some things that were, quote, unquote, beneath him or embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and his apology, Kareem highlighted some of the good LeBron has done. What do you make of the situation? Listen, Kareem was not incorrect in his criticism. Kareem also, however, he was incorrect to do it publicly. And I'm glad he apologized. Here's the deal. It's not just that Kareem and LeBron might be the two greatest players ever. They are unquestionably two of, along with Bill Russell, the three most important players ever socially and socially active and their voices resonate and their legacies matter. And on the vast majority of things that really matter, Kareem and LeBron are aligned, and it is important when we have an entire media complex, I'm not even talking about sports media, that is going to do everything they can to tear down any black athlete that dares to have a voice, that dares to fight for poor people, that dares to fight for black people, that dares to fight for a better America. The best thing that could happen for those charlatans is to have interfighting amongst the, amongst those athletes, amongst those spokespeople. So listen, LeBron, some of LeBron's COVID opinions were beneath him and embarrassing. Kareem's correct about that, but he shouldn't have flippantly said it during an interview. He wants to have a conversation with LeBron, so be it. But we have, here's the thing. The folks fighting on the wrong side of history, the bad faith actors, All those people, one thing they do brilliantly well, they stay united. They will, they they have a united front. And it doesn't, if someone within someone within that group can be accused of damn near anything, and they will either ignore it or justify it. Unfortunately, the folks on the right side of history and the good faith actors tend to get to that place 
through principle. And so sometimes your principle demands, oh, I have to, you know, what's good for the goose, good for the gander. I have to criticize even those I love if I think they're wrong. On certain things, you can do that privately, but publicly nothing is gained from that. And I hope LeBron doesn't bark back at Kareem. I really hope he doesn't because there is too much important work to be done by these two men. Kareem's been doing it for his entire life. LeBron's been doing it for basically his entire adult life. There's too much important work to be done and too many people trying to fight against them for those guys to let it look like they're against each other when they're not. So I'm glad Kareem wasn't wrong, but he shouldn't have let the world know it. And I really hope LeBron takes the high road on this because we need those two guys united off the court as much as possible. We'll be right back. With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp, restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. 
Welcome back in. What's Right with Nick Wright podcast, YouTube show. You guys already know, like, rate, subscribe, review, do all those things if you would. We greatly appreciate it. We went way over time in the first block because they tortured me with Lakers questions. This one, I am hitting the clock, guaranteed, or triple your money back for this very episode. All right, we are going to play a game. The game is called Two Wrongs, One Right. Demonze, please get us started. Zion's stepdad says he expects Zion to play this season. Yeah, not a lot of games left this season. Yeah, (laughs) Zion wants to play for the Pelicans, increase his trade value, or remind people that he simply exists. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to go with the optimistic view. I think he wants to play. I think Zion Williamson wants to play, and none of this has made sense. They said that he might play the first game of the year. We're at game 80, and he hasn't played yet. And the Pelicans are going to be in a one-and-done situation. I understand the idea of, oh, you're going to throw him into that immediately. Why not? Let the guy play. I've seen the videos of what he can do on the court. He clearly is able to play at least certain. Maybe he's not in shape to play a full 40 minutes, but a 20-minute restriction is fine. So I, I think he wants to play. I think he should play. I think they should let him play. And I'll tell you this much. Nobody who's in the play-in wants to all of a sudden have Zion is showing up <laughs> for the Pelicans. Nobody wants to deal with that. You think the Spurs are thrilled if Zion is all of a sudden in that game? Of course not. So, no, let him play. And by the way, I've been told anyway, we don't have to listen to doctors anymore. That Dr. Schmachter, eight years of school, who cares? I have an access to a Yahoo Answers account, and they told me my foot's fine. Or does that only work for pandemics? I'm not sure. Okay, all right, what's next? Pick a sleeper playing team. Yeah. Hawks, Clippers, or the Pelicans? Well, I'd love to say the Pelicans, but the, to me, sleeper doesn't just mean you can get out of the play-in. It means you can you win a round. And the Pelicans, even if they were to get out of the play-in because of where they're at, they would be playing the Suns, and the Suns will wash them. The Hawks, to me, are an interesting one because Trey Young is scary. However, again, can they win a round? My answer to that is no. The Clippers, on the other hand, have a lot of things going for them here. In the play-in, if they win their first play-in game, they're the seventh seed. So they get the Grizzlies. I Listen, the Grizzlies are an amazing story. They're, uh, they, have a, they win 90% of their games that Ja doesn't play. But the Ja injury thing at this point, it's got to be at least like a little concerning about his timetable to return and when he returns, how close to 100% is he going to be. They have no play, real playoff experience. I know, listen, to me, the Clippers or the Grizzlies made it last year, I understand, and got beaten quickly in round one. But to me, there's real concern there. And Ty Lue is a great coach. Paul George is back. And Kawhi seems to be lurking. Now, I don't expect Kawhi to come back, but they, the Clippers are the one team on that list where if everything falls into place right, where they do get the seventh seed, Paul George stays healthy, and all of a sudden Kawhi is, you know, deemed eligible, ready to play. Pretty scary. Be really scary. Good. They could not just win a round; they could win multiple rounds for a team that, by the way, the entire history of their franchise never made the conference finals until last year, post Kawhi injury. If he comes back, they could do it back to back years. So I think it's the Clippers. All right, what's next? We're doing NBA draft. Who will be the best NBA player? Chet Holmgren? Yeah. Paolo Dantero? Yep. Or Jabari Smith? Okay. So Chet, just cross him out. 
no, no, no. Chet, there's Chet is not no love. No, he gets no love, man. Not no. Sorry, Chet, we're crossing him out. Boncaro is the least likely to be a bust. So Boncaro is to me the safest of the three. And he's six ten. He can pass. Like he's a good, like a good to maybe great player. My answer is Jabari, though. I think Jabari is the has the best chance to be a true star in the NBA. Not that Boncaro doesn't have a chance, but he's the same size as Paolo. He can shoot better. Now, does it worry? It always worries me a little bit when these guys. He's at Auburn. Doesn't have a bunch of big game experience. I get that. And there were times during the NCAA tournament where Boncaro looked like the best player on the court no matter who they were playing. I understand that. But gun to my head, the guy with the best chance to be a superstar is Jabari Smith. So I'm going to go with Jabari Smith. All right, next. Best sports week is yeah. in January with college football national championship into the NFL playoffs. Yep. In March with college basketball national championship into the Masters. Yeah. Oh, gosh, the Masters. Yeah. In April, with the NFL draft and the NBA playoffs. Well, my favorite two months of the year are the NBA playoffs. But the part of the NBA playoffs that the draft leads up to is the beginning of the playoffs. And I don't love the NFL draft the way some people do. Also, as much as I love the NFL playoffs, the best weekend is the divisional round weekend and on. So I'm going to eliminate that one. The, the end of March Madness, so you get the final four games and you get the national championship game, and then you get four days of nonstop action. Here's the thing about the Masters. I don't know why you're laughing. Nonstop action. Yeah. yeah. Get back with fun. Well, right. let me tell you something about golf. Here's the thing about golf that nobody seems to understand if they don't watch it and appreciate it. When you're watching a golf tournament, we're watching a game, a regular NFL or NFL game has a ton of downtime between plays. NBA game has relative downtime as far as free throws, out of bounds, all that. You know what a golf tournament is? There's 80 guys out on the course at the same time. So as soon as you see Scotty Scheffler hit, boom, we're on to Brooks Kepka. Boom, we're on to John Rahm. Boom, we're on to Tiger Woods. It's just shot, 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 shot. It's what? All of those like the, I, I recognize Tiger Woods, but the names. You yeah, you're say, not a golf fan. You've got, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You, you, that's great. You didn't. You. You know how the audience knew you weren't a golf fan? You just now found out what a green jacket was. You're. A, you're. A, I'm pretty sure a lot of other people just found out what a green jacket. Was. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I'm no. pretty sure people that are what. You know what? Ask your little sister, the eight year old. What, what a green jacket what is? You, you don't even have to ask her what a green jacket she's is. She's going to tell me a green jacket. No, ask her what do you get for winning the Masters. And okay. she's going to know. Because, you know, she's she's a cultured person who a understands things person. that might be outside of her. So best sports week, the one we're in right now. As far as the best eight days or seven days, my bad, is from the tip off of the final four until the end of the Masters. That's your best sports week. All right, craziest claim. What's this? Which claim is the most ridiculous? Yeah. Jalen Ramsey saying Cooper Cup is the fifth best wide receiver in the, in, the, in the NFL? Yeah. Kyrie talking about the late season pressure? Yeah. Or Wild saying the Chiefs will miss the playoffs? Okay. So if Kyrie had a quote that at first I thought was ridiculous. Then you listened to it and it kind of made sense. He was like, listen, I've never been in this situation where the end of the season games really matter. 
And you guys know I'm not against ripping Kyrie, but I then when I listened to it, you you listened to it with me. Yes. Uh, it was reasonable. He was like early in my career. At the end of the season, we were eliminated from the playoffs. And then since then, I at the end of the season, we're locked into the playoffs. Like so, right. it, so his claim wasn't ridiculous. Jalen Ramsey, here's the thing about Jalen Ramsey. Go back and look at his GQ interview from a few years ago when he basically rips up 90% of the quarterbacks in the league. Jalen's a Hall of Fame player. He's an all-time great. And I find him very entertaining. I think we are starting to build a body of evidence that says Jalen Ramsey, let's just put it as kindly as we can, doubts the athletic ability of some of his Caucasian brothers and sisters. I think okay. I, I think that I and so Fair I and so with his wide receiver rankings, the fact that Cooper Cup's his teammate just won the triple crown in wide receiving and was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl, and he's like, yeah, hey, he's fifth best in the league. It's like, ah, uh, not the greatest, Jalen. So the answer is Wilds, and Wilds is going to get mad when he hears this. Like, I didn't pick the Chiefs to miss the playoffs. I said they might miss the playoffs. The, it's this anti-Chiefs hysteria because they lost Tyree Kill. It's just utter and total nonsense. They, I understand they lost Tyree Kill, and that stinks. What's also true is they have hands down the best coach in the division, hands down the best quarterback in the division. They're not missing the playoffs. They have the same odds to win their division the Rams do. They have the be better odds to win the Super Bowl than the Rams do. They have the third best Super Bowl odds in the league. They're not going to miss the playoffs. So Wilds has claimed that it's on the board, which is really Wilds' cowardly way of saying they're going to miss the playoffs. That's the craziest claim. I now have a question for you. Question wow. for Demonze. Let me go to my script here. What's been the biggest challenge for you over the last month of us doing this show together? Because it's been a month now. Getting up before 11 a.m., being overshadowed by my obvious massive talent, <laughs> or having people come up to you on the street being like, oh, my God, are you Demonze from the What's Right Show? What's been the biggest challenge? Okay, getting mobbed by fans is definitely eliminated. Eliminated? Okay. Um, I could say I definitely expected the overshadowing. Uh-huh. Um, but the getting awake before 11 a.m., it's, it's gotten much easier. It's not super tough, but, you know. That's the answer. I, that's definitely That's yeah. the answer. <laughs> Lou, you don't have to be him and all. That's the answer. Here's the thing. Demonze, and we'll, we'll just another moment on this. I know I said I was going to hit the clock, but it, just give me an extra minute. If you're watching on YouTube, you see it's at zeros. Give me an extra 60 seconds here. Demonze wasn't a guy who would sleep for 12 hours. He would sleep for seven hours. Just those hours would be from 4 a.m. till 11.30 or from 5 a.m. to noon. He wasn't a guy that would like sleep longer than most people. He just had this odd obsession with, you know, eating a bowl of ramen noodles at 2.30 in the morning every night. Three and or four. Three, four in the mor morning three or three or four, or four bags bowls of noodles. ramen noodles. And so it threw off his body clock. So, but let me say something. And this is sincere and I mean it. Mark, mark this down. This is, people are hearing this on April 7th. I'm going to say by your birthday, which is July 13th. Between now and then, at some point, someone will stop you on the street because they recognize you from this. And that will be the greatest thrill of my life. Of your life? Yes, a hundred percent. Because I remember this, and I don't know if you do, but we were three Christmases ago, maybe four Christmases ago, it was in New York City. You know, Christmas Eve, we always go out to dinner as a family. Right. And it might have been the first year we did that in New York. 
And we were at uh, Capitol Grill. And as we were leaving, or about to leave, the waiter came over and was like, hey, I didn't want to bother you during the meal. And he was like, said he was a fan of mine. And right. We talked or whatever. And you had this kind of like look. And then you stopped me and you're like, man, that's got to be so cool. And I just remembered like how that resonated with you. Do you remember that at I all? I do remember that. Okay, so you remember, remember that. that. And the fact that now, I do think there will it, there will be a moment that happens to you. Now, what that's going to follow up is, are you the guy from the podcast? You're going to be like, yes, thank you so much. And be like, your dad's awesome. <laughs> but still, it'll be great. It'll be fun. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, whoa. All right, you ready to go? You want to wrap this thing up? C-Buck. Okay, see, so this is our, if this is right... I want to be wrong. Or if this is wrong, I don't want to be right. I still don't quite know what the name of the segment is, but it's where I fix things. Let's be honest. It's where the world is a better place because I help people understand things better. What's the question here? Once again, you're against something that literally everybody else wants. Yeah. You don't want Twitter to add an edit button. Yeah. Why is that? Okay. So this is a great example of seemingly smart people having no context of how the world actually works. So many innovations are made with the best of intentions, and they are made thinking about how good people act. When innovations need to be made, considering how will the worst bad faith actors in the world act. So everyone's like, oh, Twitter needs an edit button because I don't, I, I can't, I can't self-edit or critique my own 160 characters before I press send. Because God forbid I have a tweet, do numbers and go viral, and it has the wrong your versus your in it. And I, oh, I feel so gross about it. I wish I could just change it. So let's change Twitter so I can fix my own errors that I could have fixed before I sent it. That sounds great. Here's the problem. You want an edit button? You know what you got to remove? The retweet button. Nick, but that's the whole, look, retweeting is a huge part of Twitter. It is. So let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. I guarantee it. Someone is going to tweet, retweet and like if you support Ukraine. And it's going to do numbers. And it's going to have hundreds of thousands of everything. And that person is going to be a troll. And they're going to change it, to change that tweet once it's been retweeted by U.S. senators and college professors to retweet if you think the age of consent should be lowered to nine. And then all of a sudden, you have on on Marco Rubio's Twitter page, it was like, oh, what are you doing? But yeah. I, I feel like if you ever go to the point, get to the point to where you edit the tweet, uh -huh. you have to reset on the retweet that you have. So oh. you no longer have any retweets on the tweet. Okay, but guess what? People will hate that. Because the whole reason, because if that's the case, you could just delete and repost. The whole reason people want the ability to edit a tweet is because they have a spelling error or a fact error, but the tweet's already gone viral and they don't want to have to pull it down. It is total vanity. And what I'm telling you is you can be like, oh, Nick, no, Twitter's gonna, they're, they're going to put a disclaimer on these tweets that say this tweet was edited. It won't matter. I know how the internet works. I know how people just, and this will be what happens, okay? So someone will have retweeted something innocuous that then turns into something awful. And in the real time, everyone will be like, oh, yeah, that's a, that, that's unfair what happened to them. And then four years later, that person's going to be either running for office or up for a big job or disgust in the news. One of those people that's all of a sudden 
on the news because they helped save a kid from a burning building. You're like, oh, this guy's great. Let's dig into his Twitter history. And there's going to be like, oh, reportedly, he was out here supporting the worst things imaginable because somebody edited their tweets. Someone tell me the net benefit of it because this is also the story of the internet. It's not just a story of Twitter. It's like, oh, what if we created this information super highway where people can connect and share knowledge? It's like, yeah, that's how the best people will use it. How will the worst people use it? Oh, I don't know. Spreading misinformation about global pandemics, plotting coups, and general pornography. That's what the internet turned into for everybody. Oh, what if I created this website where you can connect with your old college friends? That would be amazing. What bad could happen there? Oh, I don't know. All of our grandparents going insane? uh, What bad could come of that? Oh, I'm not certain. Your old sixth grade bio teacher, all of a sudden you're like, wait, you believe there's tribunals where? Your Facebook feed says what? Guys, it is always the bad actors that have a better plan than the folks who think, hey, what I just want people to be able to fix the apostrophe in your. That's not how it's going to work. And by the way, it's not a shock that the guy pushing for it all of a sudden who just bought 10% of Twitter, Elon Musk, whatever you think about him, we all agree he's a troll online. So he knows what this whole thing, he knows what it's about. So sorry, social media managers out there that sometimes have, you know, leave a Z out of my guy's name and they can't just edit it. They got to pull the tweet down. Lori, who does a great job. It's not worth it. You're going to have to sacrifice for the greater good. I promise you, editing tweets is a terrible, terrible idea. That's today's show. 